Welcome in to the newest episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast coming to you a little bit later than we normally would, but glad to have you uh, with us listening or watching if you're watching over on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Hope you all are doing well and having a fantastic day. Again, it's great to have you here. And uh, Joey, what's going on, man? How are you doing today? Well, uh, first of all, the reason we're recording a little later is uh, I had a little family issue going on last night we, you know my daughter was uh she's got some new teeth coming in so they she was not comfortable at all uh during bedtime so had to had to comfort her had to go to walgreens at midnight to go get some aura gel and this is the usual dad stuff that happens but now i'm glad to yeah she seems to be okay today fingers crossed and uh we'll uh yeah we're able to record today thanks for uh making some time for a little bit more hoth hangout Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's a painful experience. Those teeth coming in. Just oh, like yeah. uh, that's one of those things that I think just like <laughs> I think we all, we often overlook just as humans like stuff like that at how much how painful that can be. So uh, Yeah, I mean think about like you have teeth like cutting through your gums. Yeah, that's I what mean, I mean. She was, she was bleeding a good amount too and I'm like, "Oh wow, this is uh I mean, that, that, it's been a very long time since we've had that happen to us. So yeah, yeah. To, to see it from her eyes, I'm like, oh yeah, she's she's not happy right now. So we had to had to handle it. She we, she finally fell asleep at like one in the morning, and I'm like, ah, it might be a little too late to record, you know. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're good. We're good now. Well, uh, glad uh, everything's good, and hopefully uh, today has been uh, better. And uh, yeah, once again, it's good to have y'all with us for uh, episode 23. We realize this is the Jordan episode of the podcast. Jordan. That's right, Jordan. Everyone or, or LeBron? This is is it the LeBron episode or the Jordan episode? Jordan spoken ever. like someone <laughs> from Chicago. That's right. That's absolutely. Well, LeBron's number six now, so I can't. You know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so Jordan has always been twenty three. Let's just remember that. This is true. The original, <laughs> the, the OG twenty three. I mean, you got the jersey behind you. You could you could look at it. Literally that, that's right true. Right I do have a. <laughs> I have both to be fair. I've got a 23 Jordan and a 23 LeBron. Okay. Um, we just uh, were able to watch yesterday um, the 10th episode of the second season of Bad Batch titled Retrieval. Uh, and before we hop into the Bad Batch newest episode breakdown and analysis, I uh, wanted to give a couple other updates in all things uh, the world of Star Wars. First of all, something that I know you're very passionate about uh, and something that I'm hoping we can maybe potentially go together in 2025 uh, is Star Wars Celebration, which this year I believe it's hosted in London. I know it's somewhere in Europe. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's London um, from April 7th to 10th. And they actually just announced the lineup of everyone that's going to be there. And Joey, when you sent this to me, um, I looked at it and I was like, the list, it just keeps going and going. I was like, how many people are going to be there? It's, they, it's they crazy. Scroll. You keep scrolling. It's great. I mean, I'm looking at this list. I mean, and it's cool too, because it's not just like, you know, bring the OG trilogy people in or, you know, it's like, it's like all eras of Star Wars. Like Anthony Daniels is there, right? Like you can't get more classic than that. But then they also have people like, um, what's her name? Vivian Lyra Blair, who plays young Leia in the new Obi-Wan show. So, you know, it's just like people from all across the board. I think I'm just roughly counting almost 25, 30 people on this list you sent me. Uh, anyone mm -hmm. stick out that, that looks like a favorite of yours who's going to be there? Wow. I mean, 
I think Rosario Dawson's a pretty cool one. You know, the the newest Ahsoka, as well as the original Ahsoka. Ashley. Ashley yep. That's my girl. Um, those are very cool. Uh, <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie is very. That's a very cool one. Captain Faz, Phasma. I feel like she's um, just a cool person in general. Like if I could be right. buddies with anyone who's ever been in Star Wars, well, this, that's that's a tall ask. But Gwendolyn Christie. I mean, I love Game of Thrones too, which is also partially right. why I say it. She's just awesome. She just strikes every interview I ever watch with her. She's like, just seems fun. I want to want to go like you know go have a. Have a drink with her at a bar or something like that. Right, She's just yeah. a cool person. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen. I mean, those are huge names that would be uh, very cool to see. I mean, like you said, it's just a ton of people. Carl Weathers, Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. um, Andy Circus. I think this is his first um, celebration that he's going to. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just um, the lineup this time around is is uh, really really cool. The last time that. Um, when I went to Celebration 2019, a couple of these names were there, like the Billy D. Williams, Ashley Eckstein. I actually have a picture with Ashley um, that I have. I'll have you show showed that sometime. to me before? I don't think I've shown it to you. I'll have to Ooh, show it to you sometime. I'm jealous. Yeah, um, yeah she's <laughs> super cool. Um, but yeah, like even like, oh, Katie Sackhoff's in there. Uh, Matt Mads Mickelson's in there. Um, Galen Urso, I think that's a really cool one. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like you said, all eras of Star, eras of Star Wars represented very well. Ming Na Wen, I love her in so many things. Joy Luck Club, um, Ian McDermott, uh, Ian McDermott, right? Yeah, Ian old, McDermott, old Palpy himself. Palpy is here. I mean, just uh, and you even have like the ones that you know, Tim Rose, Admiral, Admiral Akbar. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the OGs. You can't get more OG than that, right? So, yeah. Um, it's definitely a cool list. Uh, maybe we, we should drop it in our uh, in our in our show show notes there, just yeah, so yeah. people can take a look at that. But yeah, I mean the, the and uh, yeah, I know you haven't been to a celebration. I, I I talk like I've been to so many. I've been to literally one. But, um, but you know you have the opportunity to meet all of these you know these people that are in the shows in the movies, and then there's panels that you can go watch. There's you know obviously all of you know collectible figures is a huge thing in Star Wars. Obviously over over time, so. There's hundreds of vendors there. It's just a it's just a cool time. So hopefully 2025 it's a it's stateside and somewhere that you and I can probably meet up and hang out. Maybe we have our own podcast panel together or something. You know, so I think it would be a lot of fun either way. So hopefully we're 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 it's somewhere in 2025 what we can go to. Chicago honestly it would be a cool place to have it. Uh, yeah. Although they'll probably end up having it likely in like you know San Diego or somewhere yeah, yeah, over California, there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was in Chicago in 2019, so I, oh. it's yeah, that's how I that's how I was even able to go, um, because I'm obviously any any travel is expensive. Then you throw the tickets of Star Wars Celebration, which are not cheap, um, on top of it, hotel stay, all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's a it's a good time. Hopefully, we'll have uh, you know tons of sponsors by then, and uh, we could just uh, write it all off into our. There you go. It's a business. <laughs> it's a business expense. Exactly. We got uh, a couple of years. We could do it. One more thing on the Star Wars celebration before we move on to the next thing. I did notice on Andy Serkis's, uh profile, they listed uh, Kino Loy as his primary role and then Snoke as his secondary role. <laughs> Interesting. Just, just want to throw. I don't know if it's alphabetical. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I think they uh, they're showing some some preference to to Andor yeah. over the sequels. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think the uh, I think I think that's what you and I mark um rank him as as well <laughs> yeah, yeah yes 
Uh, and yeah, if anyone listening is uh, is going to be at Star Wars Celebration over in London this year, uh, tweet at us or, or shoot us an email. Or if you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. Uh, let us know kind of either A, if you're planning to go, and B, uh, if you're watching this after you've gone, uh, what your experience was like. We would genuinely be interested and really curious to know how it was. And not jealous at all. And not not in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're uh, vicariously living through that person, probably. That's right. Um, another one other small thing I did want to touch on again before we hop into the Bad Batch material. Um, there was a little bit of news that broke a couple days ago. I think it was over the weekend, actually, um, where Liam Neeson was doing an interview. I can't recall who it was with, um, but I've got a quote from his interview, and I thought this was really interesting. Uh, for those, you know, if you happen to not know who who Liam Neeson plays in Star Wars, uh, he's Master Qui-Gon Jinn from The Phantom Menace primarily, uh, but also making some other, you know, key appearances here in like Tales of the Jedi, for example. We saw him a little bit. And then, of course, in the newest um, uh, Obi-Wan show, we saw him towards the tail end for about 30 seconds or so, whatever that was. Um, and Liam Neeson's always been one of my favorite actors. I, I really... Well, I think he used to be one of my favorite. I, I still love him, but I think a lot of his movies are just like the same thing now. It's like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like I'm a retired, I'm a retired yeah. government agent, and I've been tasked with coming out of retirement to go and kill somebody. And it's like, unless and if I don't, they're gonna get my family. It's like oh I'm pretty God. sure he's made wait, twelve wait. movies with that same plot. I thought I was podcasting with Ben. Ben, when did Liam Neeson enter <laughs> the voice chat? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nothing against Liam Neeson. I do love him. And even some of his newer movies, you know, I watched. I'm like, you know, that's a Liam Neeson movie. I appreciate it. Uh, but the quote which he gave in his interview recently, uh, he was kind of talking about, uh, they, well, they were talking about Star Wars in general. And then, of course, the question always comes back to him. You know, would you ever be interested in, in making like an, a return to Star Wars other than just like this cameo here or there? Sort of as like a, a key you know, role if it was like a prequel to the prequels per se. Uh, something like that as like a young Qui-Gon. And uh, his quote, when asked if he'd be interested in returning, uh, he said, quote, no, I'm not. He said, there's so many spinoffs of Star Wars, it's diluting it to me, and it's taken away from the mystery and magic in a weird way. What do you, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, I, there's, we always say, you know, more Star Wars is great Star Wars. Like, we live in an era where we're lucky enough to have, like, something new of Star Wars three, four, maybe even more times a year. Um, and so to hear something like that, it almost contrasts sort of what we've spoken about before and that we're lucky to have more Star Wars because he's like, hey, maybe we should pump the brakes and slow it down. Uh, he says he, it's being diluted. What do, you, what do you think about that? I think a lot of that comes from the artist side of, of him of, as an actor that you don't want too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's where he's coming from. Where where you and I are like, well it's all good. So what's the difference anyway? <laughs> right? At least we have something to to watch, talk about every week and um the the release of some of these things I would I would like to maybe spread across a little bit. I don't think he's even talking to that much to that point. Like for instance, we're going to run into Mandalorian next week while mm -hmm. Bad Batch is out, you know. I would have rather finish Bad Batch for the you know the next couple you know in the next couple months 
give us a little break and then give us Mandalorian for the next two months. Yeah. Then a little break, then give us Ahsoka, then a little break. You know, I would rather it be that way, sure. I don't think that's what he was talking about. I think he's just the 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 mass production of all of these stories now. I think that is just too much. He, he That's what he's thinking about from his stand. And, and I think from, an, like I said, from an artist's standpoint, I can kind of see where he's coming from, that it's, you know, it's diluting it for for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's thinking of from a fan's perspective. You know, I, I and I, I don't, I honestly don't know anything about his loyalties to Star Wars, how, how much he's interested. I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm a better fan than him or anything like that. But, but I think from a fan's perspective, if you have the means of, you know, being able to watch the Disney Plus shows, if you have the means to read some comic books and, um, you know, the books and, you know, watch the movies, of course, which, by the way, we haven't had a movie since 2019. So that's that's interesting, too. You know, so I, I think and it also speaks to where entertainment is going towards now. Yeah. Let's be honest. Streaming is king right now. Right. You, you've got all these streaming platforms. You've got, you know, you've got Apple TV, you've got Disney Plus, you've got Hulu, you've got everything. Not sponsored, by the way. You have all these um, streaming uh, streaming avenues that you can go to. Um, now that that just gives the accessibility to that art to a lot of people now, and um, that's I think that's a good thing. I, he may be thinking a little bit more old school. Yeah, you know that that's kind of what I'm 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 I gather from it. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, I I, I, I he got to where he was by doing movies, right? Mm-hmm. He is. That's and that's kind of all it was. You you could never find a movie star in TV shows back in the day. You know, I mean, that's right. that's not what they did. Or even like you know, ten or fifteen years ago, it really wasn't that common. Right, right, well, right. So, but now you've got you know these huge stars on Apple TV Plus. You know, mm-hmm. like doing these shows. You know, um, you see it on Netflix. You see, you know, you're you're seeing like the Jennifer Anisons, the Adam Sandlers. You, you see them, you know, showing. And I don't know if that ages me. I, you know, I think, that, but I think I still consider them, you know, pretty pretty important stars in the industry. Um, you, you're you, they are making shows on. They're making movies on the streaming platforms or TV shows or whatever. So, I think he is kind of caught in that era where that this that's not how we did it we didn't just mass produce all of this stuff yeah i mean but and it'd be one thing if if all of the shows were exactly pointing at the same thing they're not you know star war you know star war, bad batch is nothing like mandalorian is nothing like uh obi-wan is you know so i mean yes there are you know the the overlaying themes that are the same but those stories are completely different. So I, I think from from a fan standpoint, from where we are, I think we're enjoying it because, you know, who who knew that I wanted more about Count Dooku? I didn't know that, you know, until you gave it to me. And now I want more of it. So uh, so I, I, I personally think, you know, he's just coming from a, a certain point of view and and that's fine. You know, that's, that's totally fine. Everyone's, you know, you know, avail, you know, but I. I cannot wait until he he himself is at Star Wars Celebration in 2025, probably or 2027, when he decided to you know come back to uh, get some autographs, or um, if he's not working anymore, and you know that's that's where he'll end up too. So I mean, I, I, as much as I appreciate the opinion, I, I don't agree with it. Two things: one, it took everything in my power not to answer with 
your certain point of view. <laughs> a certain point of view? <laughs> um, second thing... I said, I said it knowing that that was possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second thing was, uh, in regards to what you said about the TV and the movies, I, I just, I, I think there's probably a little bit of truth to the fact that Liam Neeson does kind of strike me as someone who's, you know, a little bit more old school with the way he does things. And so, you know, he, he sees all these TV shows about Star Wars coming out. And I think he enjoyed his experience of being a part of Star Wars, but he doesn't strike me as someone who was like, you know, out here watching every episode of the Clone Wars, you know what I mean? Or really anything probably outside the movies. Uh, and so he probably sees all these other TV shows and he's like, well, that's all that extra stuff. Yeah, exactly. enough, that was more Sean Connery than Liam Neeson. I was about to say that. But you get my point. <laughs> I uh, remember Sean Connery in Star Wars, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, interesting to note, uh, but we at least if we believe his statement, which I, I am inclined to, it doesn't seem like he'll be a part of uh, much Star Wars stuff moving forward, unless he's just trying to really throw us off and they make him a big part of a second season of Obi-Wan. We'll see. We will see. Well, uh, I guess we should go ahead and hop into the Bad Batch stuff after uh, after yeah. uh, that, that first bit, that first portion there. Um, this, again, was episode 10 of season two, titled Retrieval. And it was not uh, written by our... Who was our person we liked the episode that they was wrote? Ruiz? Was Ruiz the last name? Or Sal Ruiz or something? Ruiz. Now I'm, now I'm struggling to remember. Oh, was it a director? Or a, oh, yeah, it was, it was Ruiz. A, it was a director. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was Sal Ruiz, yeah. Who still has not directed another episode. Of, bring him uh, back. Bring him bring back. Him back please. Hashtag bring back Saul. Yeah, uh, but I I liked the episode overall. Um, just a very brief synopsis. Um, the Marauder. We kind of catch back up with the thief who we learn. It was it was almost like I was like, oh, they're just gonna tell us who it is. It almost was like a little bit of a shock that they just showed us. Who, by the way, I think other than Obi Wan, obviously going by the name Ben, I think this is the only other person oh. in the Star Wars universe uh, who goes by my namesake. So, so shout out to. Uh -huh. Benny, as we learned Benny? what his name was. I'm gonna call yeah. you Benny from now on. Sounds sound good. <laughs> I, let let's uh let's stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm Be I'm Benny from now on. Yeah. Um, but Benny, we learn, is stealing the ship because his, um, I mean, he's I don't know if it's fair to call. I mean, he's working slave wages basically for this guy named Mako, um, and so he brings us back to kind of like earn some credibility. He wants to be the top earner. Ends up. Later on, we learn not being the top burner. Um, and then, meanwhile, Omega's, like, kind of figuring out how to find the ship because she's tracking it through, what's his name? Gonky, the gonk droid? Gonky, yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what, a, what a clever name for your gonk droid. Yeah, nicely Gonky. done. Yeah. That was definitely named by Wrecker. If it wasn't by <laughs> yeah. anyone else, it was yeah. Wrecker. Yeah. Um, and so they, they trace the Marauder back via Gonky to this mining base where they're mining Ipsium. Um, and Benny is kind of caught off guard when they get there to the point where he's like helping them because he has to, but not really wants to. And then by the end of the episode, he kind of realizes that, you know, they're the good guys and, and Mako is the bad guy. Uh, but in the meantime, part of that process of figuring that out is that um, Benny, along with all the other workers, kind of figure out that Mako has been sort of stealing the majority of the funds for himself. Uh, and then, what's the other guy's name? Drake, I think, was the other... Uh, Shout out to Drake, apparently, the, yeah, the, yeah. the rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was kind of... He was the one who was the top earner when Benny was. But even Drake is, is eventually... He turns on Mako as well. 
and things don't end well for Mako. He takes a, uh, this was, you know what I wrote down? I wrote, this is the second Lion King reference that we've had in this season of uh, Bad Batch. Because episode, episode back to back there too. Yeah, because when he's falling like into that pit of fire, it, I've just pictured Scar, uh, <laughs> like as he's like falling, you know, into the height with the hyenas down there. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, Mako, I mean, it was exploiting the workers basically, and, and so everyone turns against him, and he falls to his death. And but uh, eventually, the Bad Batch does recover the ship, and that is where the episode leaves off. Yeah. But, I think people in Star Wars need to just avoid bridges altogether because <laughs> they are never safe. <laughs> whoever, whoever, whoever built these narrow bridges, um, they they uh, they know what's going to happen apparently. Because I can think of Han Solo falling mm-hmm. after uh, Ben <laughs> Ben yep. took care of him. Now we got Mako. I'm sure there's other ones, but yeah, just avoid bridges in Star Wars. People. I think- I think George Lucas had a thing about bridges. You know, what is it? Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, which George Lucas oh, also yes, was involved with. Yeah. There's that really fun scene with Indiana Jones on the bridge. Harrison and, Ford has done a lot of bridge stuff for yeah. George Lucas. <laughs> That's true. And can I say, because of the Temple of Doom, I hate bridges because of it. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I hate crossing them because it, I think that something like that's going to happen. That's like fair. one of the plank, one of the planks falls through. Oh, I can't even get over it. <laughs> It's been it's been what thirty years or whatever it is that that movie's been out and I'm still yeah. scared. Yeah, that that movie, not not to uh, go off too much from Star Wars, but that movie was I think particularly scarier than the other two Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, wasn't the one wasn't that the one he took his heart out? Yeah, and was and the funny the thing was that I think all three of the Indiana Jones films were made before the PG thirteen rating was even a thing, and so oh. all three of those movies are PG, and so you've got like. <laughs> Eight-year-olds going in there, seeing someone's heart being taken out, and they're, like, traumatized for life. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Temple of Doom. Pretty scary film if you've never seen it. <laughs> right. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I think I liked it more than the previous episode, actually, just because it mm-hmm. felt... It, it wasn't... You know, they were doing something that it wasn't a mission that Sid gave them. Mm-hmm. Even though this was kind of a continuation of the last mission... They were going to this planet, which, by the way, I still don't... Uh, or going to the different location on the same planet, which, by the way, I still don't know don't if know we know the, the name, name of the planet. Yeah. Um, but it, they're doing it in response to what happened in the previous episode <clears throat> rather than us just, like, coming upon them on a new mission. They're like, oh, we got to get the Ipsium for Sid so that we don't know why Sid needs the Ipsium, but blah, 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 right. blah. This exactly. one felt more directed. I liked the characters, the new characters we got. Um particularly Benny. I thought he was a, a fun addition to the show. Not sure if we'll ever see him again at any point necessarily, but perhaps in, in future, uh, if not Bad Batch, maybe even other future Star Wars content. We'll see. Um, But yeah, I, I didn't have other, like too many thoughts regarding the episode, honestly. I enjoyed it. I felt like it was kind of a good classic story of uh, kind of the realization of someone who is being taken advantage of by someone with the power who this outside force comes in, that being the Bad Batch in this case, and kind of is able to make that person and and the other people who were under that power as well kind of realize that what's being done here is is wrong and you're being taken advantage of. So, um, yeah, good episode. I I liked it in in general. Did you have a, a similar feeling or what did you think about it? 
Yeah, I mean the the it gave me Clone Clone Wars episode feelings. Yeah, you know where where the the main crew, the main you know people of the story, the um, main character of the story, are off to do something, but they run across something else that needs to be fixed or something yeah. uh, a, a wrong that needs to be righted. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. <clears throat> um, just gave me the, gave me those feels. I enjoyed that. The Benny, the character Benny, kind of reminds me. I know you haven't watched Resistance, but it kind of reminds me of uh, Kaz. Kaz I, know you, I know who you're talking that. about, though. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives me a, a little bit. Kaz was a little bit more fumbly, more, you know, kind of goofier uh, way of, uh, way of uh, living, uh, mm -hmm. the, the way they uh, characterized him. But they kind of gave me a little bit of the similar feels. Benny's more of the okay. This is kind of a real, <laughs> kind of a real person that going through these issues. Kaz was kind of like literally like the cartoon version of him in in, in a certain way. But um, and it's funny with Benny. Obviously, we know you know being the people watching. You're like, no, Benny, you're you know you're being scammed. This is this is wrong. The way you're being treated. But you could tell the way that he was so deprived of so many things. I mean, we're talking about you know just like even like basic things like water you could tell were a huge thing for him mm -hmm. um and when and when um drake was given the top earner the rest of the crew was given one bowl of soup or whatever it was you know and to, and to see what was the name mako was that was his name mm -hmm. uh back in his office just downing you know bread and meats and drinks and stuff like that you know just kind of gorging himself i mean it was very symbolic of and they kind of make mention of it um, at the end there, you know, that this is like this, this planet's version of the empire, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you've got, you know, this, this over this, um, this government, this, uh, this group of people that are just taking advantage of all the smaller people and, um, uh, making it seem like that they're there to help them. I mean, you could tell the, the, the relationship that Benny and Mako had, it seemed like Benny really wanted to make Mako happy. That was the only. That was like one of his only reasons to live. It seems like, like, oh, I got to make him happy. I got to make him happy yeah. because, you know, he thinks that you know Mako's doing so much for him. When in reality, Mako can be doing so much more. So when, and that was like, you know, when Mako takes the plunge into the lava or whatever it was, you know, then you could see, you know, both Drake and and Benny. You know, come up and like, all right, well, we're gonna stay here. I think you know, even Omega's like, you don't have to stay here. You can do whatever you want. Is like, well, this is all I know, and I want you know, you know, we it's it's gonna be us now, and and to know that that's gonna be spread out with all of those workers is kind of was a nice thing to see, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite um, lines in the episode was there at the end with Tech when they were talking about how that planet, the you know that that you know Mako and his you know organization there. Is much like the Empire and its, and its citizens. Um, Omega basically says, you know, like, oh, there's, there's so many people out there like this, you know. But then Tech says, yeah, but there's more like us, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the stuff that I like to hear. So that was, I thought that was very cool and uh, very way, very awesome way to end the episode mm -hmm. with a line like that because it you know cuz that's kind of why we watched star wars we watched star wars for those heroes that may not think they're heroes they just think they're you know something is wrong so we need to make it right and that's what the bad batch is here and um kind of got me hyped to be honest yeah it was a really epic ending for the episode just like 
Yeah, there are. There's more of us. Yeah. Yeah. And consider and considering, you know, as I'm not saying that this was an insignificant episode or anything like that, but like like you said, going into it, we were just like, well, this is just the second part of the <laughs> the last episode, right. you know. Um to see where it ended up with you know, we saw who the thief was. I mean, think about it. think about all we learned in this episode. We learned that you know who the thief was. That they're part of this you know this mining guild essentially. Um, that is just being overrun and com- I mean, well, completely overworked and um, being taken advantage of. And you know, you make the comparisons to the Empire. They're able to essentially get rid of that. Um, obviously, very symbolic of what's to come with the Empire. So I mean, you know, it was. I think it was a really good episode, and I I actually did enjoy it a lot. Yeah, same. Um, one thing before I give my rating on the well, two things before I give my rating on the episode. Um, one was I the whole time I was watching. The one thing I was also thinking about was I was trying to figure out what species Mako was, and I I just looked and I couldn't find it on the official wiki. But while I was watching, you know Zeb from Rebels. Yeah, yeah. I thought he looked. I think it's a Lasat. Is is the, his species? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Although I I couldn't tell if it, if uh, Mako was a different species or if he was a Lasat that had just eaten like a lot of food so that you couldn't tell if he was or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, because Zeb was like jacked, wasn't he? I yeah, mean, he was, yeah. Like, real muscular. Yeah. So maybe this was yeah. a Lasat that kind of let himself go a little bit. That's what you're <laughs> yeah. And and I wonder what the deal is with the arm because he did he had like a robotic arm. So yeah, that was kind of they didn't really delve into yeah. that they didn't really explain it at all i mean i'm waiting for that comic book to come out like what happened to his yeah. arm you know because star wars likes chopping off arms so i mean that's <laughs> they do this we know um the other thing i was going to mention was uh oh shoot i already lost the second thing anyways I'll, i might think of it later um but overall again I, I enjoyed the episode i would probably oh i know what it was i just remembered um this marks the seventh episode in a row not to beat a dead horse, but uh, seventh episode in a row with no crosshair. So I'm keeping tally. I won't. I've already talked about that enough in previous episodes. So I'll just say I'll I'll just say this is the seventh without him, and I'll leave it at that. And I think we knew going in at the end of last episode right. that that's what we were going to see yeah. here. So, um, so as much as uh, you know, we, we you could lump these last two episodes as kind of a one, you know, two episode arc yeah. type thing. So, um. Hopefully next week. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath, but next week <laughs> right, yeah. sounds as good a time as any. I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, that's the other thing. So next week, with um, March 1st, is the next episode, which is also the premiere of Season 3 of The Mandalorian. So, uh, by the way, side note, we should have multiple, um, uh, at least one reaction out next week to the new premiere of The Mandalorian Season 3, as well as our normal podcast, I think. Um, if you're listening to the uh, audio version of the podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen, um, there'll be a video reaction over on the Hoth Hangout YouTube to the brand new uh, season three of The Mandalorian, if you're interested in checking that out. Um, but the reason I bring that up also is because those two things come out on the same day, I, it makes me wonder whether they will give us like an awesome episode of The Bad Batch on the same day as Mando, or mm-hmm. whether they'll use, or whether they've planned it purposely because it's like a down episode. That way, it's like, well, right. at least we also have Mando. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I, I, I don't know if they would put that much 
planning into that. You know, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but maybe. I mean, but I mean, they definitely. I mean, I mean they definitely I thought they, about I it. I don't think they. It, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a thought about it, but I don't think you create the episodes through the Bad Batch knowing. All right. Well, at some point, we're gonna kind of have a down week because we're gonna release at, you know, the same time as Mandalorian. I don't know, like, how they they schedule these things, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they're like, all right, well, let's make a subpar episode now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like sure, let's purposely yeah. do, let's purposely do that now. So I I think they you know they they generally try to put their best work you know, um, the entire season long, but. Um, they may have, but you, there may be something to, yeah, they may have looked at their entire season and said, okay, well, this was, this was kind of a, you know, a lower excitement type of episode. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this at the same time as Mandalorian since we know it's coming out. Yeah. And last thing on next week's episode, the title metamorphosis. So that does give me a little bit of hope that we might get crosshair, uh, metamorphosis obviously meaning like change so uh, hopefully okay. we'll get to see long, the other side it, of the change as long as it's not called as long as it's not called the heist or <laughs> <laughs> well bad news the episode titled the week after that is called the outpost so <laughs> uh, but hey maybe next week will be a, a crosshair episode finally yes all right scores for the episode i will uh, I will probably go, I'd say solid B. I don't know if that's too generous, but I, I didn't, um, uh, I actually, okay. So I don't remember what I gave last week. I would probably say if I had to grade it now, I would probably say B not B minus from episode nine and B for episode 10. I enjoyed this, uh, this week's more than last week's, um, for a couple of the reasons we've already talked about, but I, I, I would say a solid B. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid B also. Um the like I said, it gave the gave the Clone Wars feels. It um it gave us some great lines there towards the end. Um and yeah, and and it 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 felt like Star Wars again, you know, just the just the Clone Wars era type of episode where you have something you you have a mission that you were trying to do, but then you run along something along the way that you have to fix on the way there. So I think uh I think I enjoyed it as much as you did. I think and it was uh it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, those themes of kind of like going somewhere and and uh, freeing someone who's oppressed. It, it was very Clone Wars esque, like you said. Uh, wait. So did you you said B as well then? Yes. yes. Okay. Double uh two two Bs from us. Hopefully next week we continue be for and... a Benny Benny Benny. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully next week we continue an upward trend, and uh, maybe get crosshair. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and in other Star Wars news in the coming future, we've got lots and lots and lots to break down. As I said, um, next week we're, we'll be getting not only episode eleven of the second season of Bad Batch, but we will also be getting the premiere of season three of The Mandalorian. As I also said, we're going to be live reacting to and breaking it down here on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. So definitely check that out. That should be available uh, at the latest early Wednesday morning next week uh, when you wake up, if you're not staying up and watching the episode on Tuesday night. Uh, And then in other Star Wars news, of course, Jedi Survivor, which we're both excited about and potentially might cover here on the channel as well, uh, was pushed back originally from, I think it was 
middle of March to April 28th. So we're about two months away from that now. And then May the 4th is coming up in 10 weeks or so, something like mm -hmm. that, which we're getting Vis Visions Season 2 and Young Jedi Adventures on that day. Going to be covering definitely Visions. I don't know if we'll cover Young Jedi Adventures, but that remains to be seen as well. Uh, Maybe Liam was right. There's a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was Liam right? Comment down below. <laughs> uh, and then there was like a small bit of announcements in regards to Ahsoka. It really wasn't that much, but essentially it was just confirming that that's going to be out sometime in the fall, uh, which we basically already knew anyways, but still waiting on an exact date for the Ahsoka release date. Uh, any closing thoughts or just about Bad Batch or anything Star Wars in general? Oh, as I think Liam's wrong. <laughs> I think Liam's wrong. I think I think this is this is what Star Wars fans want. They want more content. They want to be able to turn on their TV and see familiar faces and um, go to the local comic book shop every week and find something new. Um, and we haven't when something that you and I have never even dived into is like the High Republic stuff, mm -hmm. all the stuff that's coming out in the books and the comics. So hopefully at some point we do. Yep. Um, I don't know if we ever get any live action or animated series, but um, there is a whole, whole nother era that we can cover there. And, and I know that there's, um, isn't there a new uh, Knights of the Old Republic or Knights of the Republic type of video game coming out? I think and, they're remaking Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Liam is, is, is incorrect with what he's saying. <laughs> if you want to at me, Liam, you can find us uh, at, at Hoth Hangout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that's yours. <laughs> it's yours uh, but, uh, um, but, yeah, so I, um, it's a, I think Liam's wrong. I think, uh, I think this, is, uh, this is what the fans want. Hashtag down with Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you see what he does when he gets mad. I mean, you know, he has a certain <laughs> set of skills, so we don't, we don't want to see that. Skills is making my nightmare. Should I just do the rest of this outro as Liam Neeson? If you could, I would. Uh, I would. I would. I would enjoy. It. All right. Uh, this might be really bad, but <clears throat> here we go. Thanks for listening to the Hearth Hangout podcast. If you don't come back and listen for more, we will find you, and we will not kill you, but it will be very upset. All right. Thanks for listening, and may the force be with you.